This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast bonus episode, live parent coaching. Okay, so y'all know how totally excited I am to offer this on the podcast. Huge thanks to my friend Stephanie who is the first parent to say yes. <laughs> she finds out she's the first in the course of our conversation. But um, listen in and think about if you want to be a part of this, if this is something that would be um, beneficial to you, if you'd like to take a half an hour and talk to me about something specific that you're struggling with in your family and if you're willing to be on the podcast and let other people learn, because like I always say, your challenge is everyone's challenge, and it's really a gift to say yes to this offer. So um, if you go to the joyfulcourage.com website and you click on podcasts, you'll see live parent talk. And when you click on that, you can fill out a form and uh, sign up to be on the show. I would encourage all of you to do that. Because as you are about to hear, it's a really powerful opportunity for learning and growing. And it's a lot of fun for me. So let's listen in to our first live parent coaching. Stephanie, welcome to the live parent talk on the Joyful Courage podcast. Thank you. Hi, Casey. Oh, yes. Hi, Casey. You're my guinea pig. You know, you're the first one that said yes. So, oh, I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. So it's really important that this goes well and others, <laughs> all the rest no of pressure. you out there can beat down the door to be the next one to get this amazing opportunity. So Stephanie... It is, it is an amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Tell us a little bit about your family. Um, so my family is myself. Uh, I'm a working mom, full-time working mom, and my husband, Chuck Keller, and he is also a full-time working dude, and uh, our son, Evan Keller, who is three and a half years old. Okay, and uh, and he's an only? He's Good an only, know. yes. Mm-hmm. 
what is, what's the challenge right now? Why'd you say yes to this? What do you want to talk about? I know, you know, originally I thought, oh, let's talk about potty training, something, you know, quite specific because we are really struggling with that still. My son is pooping his pants at three and a half years old, but I think it's a larger issue of um, control Mm -hmm. really and power struggles between me and my three and a half year old and my husband as well. Um, Sometimes we feel like maybe we have created a positive discipline monster (laughs) because he is constantly mirroring everything we say to him back to us. Like the other morning, um, he was giving me choices. Mama, Mm -hmm. your choices are you can either stay here or watch TV. I'm like, no, honey, we need to go to school and work. That's not one of the choices. (laughs) You have to pick one of my choices. (laughs) Oh, that little smart guy. Oh, he's so smart. And then after I, you know, of course, kind of flipped my lid and after asking him to get dressed, you know, for an hour to go to school, um, then he threw at me, mommy, it's okay to get mad, but it's not okay to be mean. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, sometimes he's right. I mean, sometimes when he mirrors these things back, he's right. You know, I did completely scream and stop being patient and nice and, and firm and all those things. I try to be with him. Well, well, yeah, and, and that's the interesting thing, right? Is when we strive towards raising our kids with dignity and respect, yeah. they're going to begin to want dignity and respect and recognize it when they aren't getting it and call us out on it. So yeah. that is the, that's the downside. That's the dark side of positive discipline. <laughs> we are in the dark side of You're positive discipline. Side. And right what, now. A great, what an amazing tool for him to get to practice in a safe environment, considering that he'll be an adult one day who's demanding equal dignity and respect, right? Right. Keeping that in mind, although it's not always convenient for us as parents, keeping that long-term vision in place when you're like pulling your hair out can be really helpful in your own personal calm down practice. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it really is just hilarious. You know, he's funny and I have to like turn, right. So he doesn't see me cracking up at what he's saying to me. And and I do try to keep that long vision in place, Mm -hmm. but there are times where I just feel like, you know, gosh, darn it. I'm the mommy. Just listen to me, you know, like we just, or, and it's always when there's time crunches, when we need to get out the door or, you know, we're better when we're, you know, have the evening and we're power struggling over something as simple as, you know, he wants a, a sucker. And the answer is no, you don't get a sucker right Mm now, right? It's not healthy. It's right before bedtime. We don't have suckers before bedtime. And, and then he screams and throws things and, you know, flips out and we, we let him just flip out and Mm -hmm. tell him we'll be here when you're done. (laughs) Feeling angry. I see you're angry. We'll be here when you're done. Feeling angry, but. Yeah. And Stephanie, the gift that you're offering right now being recorded and talking to me is that. What is happening in an individual family is typically happening in the collective. So I just want to point out to listeners, I know that you're out there and I know that you are nodding your heads. Oh man, yes, this is sounding really familiar to me as well. So remembering too that that you're not alone, right? And not to feel isolated or alone. so a couple things are coming up for me. One, the word power just keeps, well, and we're talking about power struggles, right? And mm-hmm. I worked with you a little bit um, with this little guy and he 
really um, likes to have that power and control bucket full. Yes, just like mommy. Yes. <laughs> Hence this phone call. <laughs> so when you daddy think, says, yeah. So when you think about um, when you think about the question of what is your intended way of being, how do you? What are the qualities that you want to show up to for your son? especially in these challenging power struggle moments? I think, you know, sometimes he's so advanced, I feel like, in being rational, you know, and really being able to talk through, you know, why the answer is no, and we can usually come to some kind of agreement on things. Um, Sometimes he's just so, you know, he's three and a half. He's irrational. Like, I, I get that that it's developmentally appropriate, right? What he's doing, mm-hmm. throwing, throwing a tantrum in, you know, what you're saying about the collective, um, experiencing this as well in my mom friend world who aren't into positive discipline. I mean, they're just, you know, they're doing timeouts like mm-hmm. all the time, you know, tantrum thrown timeout, kid calms down at this point, their kids are almost, sometimes they even put themselves in timeout. Right. Okay. And yeah. And you know, we don't do timeouts and we worked through that a long time ago, but I think for me, I just wish I had something else in my toolbox that was quick right. and effective. And a way to how react. I want to, sh- right. yeah, a way to react. Yes, a way to react that, and that quickly, you know, deescalates the tantrum. And of course, this is my own stuff because I need to get to work, right? Right. <laughs> and so, how I want to show up is you know, the best positive discipline mom I can. I want to be compassionate and I always want to validate his feelings and I always want to talk through them when he calms down. But sometimes I just, I don't, I don't have the time. I don't flipping have the time. We're already mm-hmm. 30 minutes late to work. And then that's where I feel like the worst of me comes out. And then when I stop being so calm and, and scream yep. and then he tells me, you know, not to scream at him (laughs) that I hurt his feelings or I ruined his feelings. I get that a lot too. Um, and the power and control stuff is, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I naturally do a lot of controlling of, of my husband and our life and the agenda and the plans and after school plans. And that's just what I do at work. It's what I do at home. Mm -hmm. And my son has always really resisted me doing that. <laughs> so you want to be compassionate. I yes, compassionate. Yes. That was a long answer. Sorry. It was a long answer. That's okay. I'm going to bring you back. You want to be compassionate. Okay. Give me yeah. two more qualities. Like you want to validating his feelings is actually an action. It's something to mm. do. I want to know who you want to be. That's a tough question. I want to be compassionate. I want to be loving and I want to be firm because I do think in these moments, I often cave and to get him out the door, I will give him, I'll give you a sucker if you'll, you know, get dressed right now and mm-hmm. get out the door. And so he's seen that, you know, we cave often, which is why I think he then, you know, freaks out even more when we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's part of like the whole spectrum. I want to be that perfect balance of kindness and firmness. And I think I'm leaning more towards the, the permissive right now. Mm-hmm. 
warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. And that's not uncommon. What does loving and firm feel like to you? Like physically, what does it feel like? Oh, so, I mean, loving is just not wanting to throttle him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what is that? And and what does it feel like in your body? Like where is loving, where does it live in your body? If you just take a moment, take a moment and and, uh, like feel your feet on the floor. Yeah. And where does loving live? Oh, it definitely emanates from my heart, you know? I mean, I can feel it when I'm connected and looking him in the eyes and not, you know, frustrated and screaming. And I hold all my stress and tension in my shoulders, you know? Yep. And usually so, once we get... Yeah. Then I cut you off. Um, yeah. so, so really invited in right now. So drop your shoulders. Notice where they are. Okay. And now... Yeah, typically for most of us. <laughs> I had to drop mine too. 
So loving, it lives in your chest, Mm -hmm. right? And firm, when you invite firmness into your body, where does it, where does it come from? Does it come from the ground? Does it come from, it does? Yeah, definitely from the ground. I mean, I feel, yes, I feel the firmness coming up through the ground, giving me the ability to, to stand my ground, really. Okay. And standing your ground is different than being firm. Right. And kind at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, just not caving, okay. you know, cause sometimes I do just, I want to be firm and kind and loving and grounded and open hearted so I can be all these things. But I do, I, I cave and caving feels mm-hmm. terrible, you know, yeah. <laughs> it feels terrible yeah. in my body. I just, just feel I regret and, you know, think about it on my drive after I dropped him off and yeah. Yeah. So pull your shoulders down. down again. Okay. So I feel them creeping. Yeah. <laughs> you were just talking about it. <laughs> I do. I do. So here's the thing is often our body responds before our minds have a chance. Mm-hmm. And, um, you, and I know you, and I know that you are a student of positive discipline. And I know that you know in your head what to quote do in the moment. Um, and the challenge for all of us is then when we're in it, when we're in the muck, there's no space for us to respond in the way that we want to respond because we're having actually a physical experience. Like you talked about mirror neurons. So Mm -hmm. he's dragging his feet. He's freaking out. He doesn't want to get ready for school. You're looking at the clock. You need to get to work. You have played this game how many times, and you know that it's going to be, you know, a struggle, a challenge. And so what happens to the body, like what's happening to my body, even as I say that is everything's caving in. Yeah. Everything's kind of caving in and I'm tightening in my body. So the way of being is so important because that's the first place we need to tap into. The first thing you need to do stuff is you need to find that loving firmness, that compassionate loving firmness in your body first. And I know we've talked about this before, but we're going to talk about it again. Okay. <laughs> I need to talk about it again. <laughs> right? Because when the body leads, the mind will follow. And what you'll find, because there's being and then there's doing. And when we can find the, the physical body that we need to be the parent that we want to be, it's as though we open up space and time for us to respond to our child rather than react. So it's not about having the perfect validating statement. It's not about having the perfect encouraging statement or the perfect limited choice. It's about showing up in a way where you're seeing him and you're connected with him and he feels it. He's not feeling manipulated. He's not feeling pulled into the power struggle because how many people does it take for a power struggle? Two people. It takes two people. (laughs) And the great thing, especially if we're going to look specifically at morning Mm -hmm. is there's some proactive things that you can do. So there's this being work, right? There's this practicing throughout the day, that compassionate, loving, firm body when you don't need it. Just remember what it feels like so it's easier to go there when you do need it. There's that piece, and then there's the doing. 
So tell me about your morning routine. Yeah. The morning routine. So my husband is not there. He's out the door at 6 a.m. And Heaven and I usually get up around 6.45. That's the time I have the our his little um, green light alarm come on. Uh-huh. We sleep together. We co-sleep, so we get up together. Um, and then I set the TV on so I can drink. And it's the only time of the day we get TVs in the morning. So I drink coffee, and then I jump in the shower so I can look presentable and professional. <laughs> and... That usually takes two shows, two Paw Patrols or whatever it is <laughs> to get myself ready. Yeah. And then I try for, you know, at least 30 minutes of time for us just to play and get them dressed. And that's the time I allot for us to, yeah, to go. But, you know, sometimes we wake up later and I think that's part of the problem because then the playtime is shortened, right? Then I'm mm-hmm. even more like, we got to get out the door, we got to get out the door, Um Gosh, it's just so hard with little ones, you know. It's like they need all the sleep they can, and you don't yep. hate to wake them up and earlier. They, but and they thrive with mm-hmm. consistency. And yeah. you've got a smart little kid who knows what he needs, right? So yeah. my so now I want to so I like the so getting up and the shower piece. No, there's generally no challenge there, right? No, oh no, yeah, the challenge starts after the TV. <laughs> So my question then is, do you have, you know what I'm going to ask, right? (laughs) Do you have a routine chart? I knew you were going to ask that. (laughs) Girl, it's helpful. I'm telling you. (laughs) I have pictures I have taken. I have not put together a routine chart and I need to do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I am going to move into parent educator right now and I'm going to give you some steps. Okay. What, first of all, the first question is, when did you take the pictures? Gosh, I don't know. Our last phone call when you made me take a picture of an iceberg too. <laughs> okay. You need to take new pictures. And okay. before you take pictures, I want you to sit down and have a conversation with your son. And I want you to be willing to be vulnerable with him and to let him tell you what morning feels like to him. Okay. Okay. Well, let, I know what it feels like because right? he pretends he it in front right? of me. Okay. Oh, he did it. He's like, I got to go. I got to go. Mama got to go. He like okay. pretended that. He was pretending he had to go to work the other day. <laughs> um, so, but having an intentional, right? And having an intentional conversation about it might even open up some more information for you. That'll be helpful. Okay. Yeah. So the question sounds like Ethan, right? Ethan? Evan. Evan. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Evan. Okay mornings are really hard for us. Tell me what it's like for you. And he'll tell you, tell you, tell you, and then he'll stop. And you can say, is there anything else? And then you might say, what do you notice about mommy? And he'll tell you, which is the part where you don't get defensive or take it personally, (laughs) take your deep breaths. And then you get to say, yeah, they're really hard for me. And I don't like the way the mommy that I am in the mornings. And so I have an idea and I need your help. And he gets to, and then you ask him, what do we need after we watch cartoons? What do we need to do to be ready to leave the house on time? And, and playtime is one of the steps, right? Mm -hmm. And you can even label it with like 15 minutes of playtime, 10 minutes of playtime, and then get him a timer that he can, you know, turn the knob and time it out. Um, But let him, and he'll say the same things that you would that you would list out, you know, he'll say, well, I need to brush my teeth or I need to get dressed or he won't. And you can say, well, 
What about your teeth? Right? Light, lightness in this moment is important. This is not in the morning. This is on the weekend when everybody's kind of easy breezy. Um, but ask him those steps and then get really excited because we're going to play a crazy game this afternoon and we're going to pretend that it's the morning and get in our jammies and, uh, and act this out. And then you take, take the pictures during that. Um, and then, and have the very first thing be turn off the TV. Turn off TV. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that is on the list. Yeah. And two shows, you know, he'll fight me on that too. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, no, I want another show. Ah. Right. So that could be a great, put it on the chart and then mm-hmm. together and the pictures are easy to print girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then together put them on a poster board where he can okay. see it. Let him do as much as possible. And if he wants to like, if you're like me, I'm a little type a I like things to be symmetrical. He might not care. And that's okay. It can look however he wants it to look as long as all the steps are there. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wannabe Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Okay. And then you get, yeah. And just number the steps. And sometimes the numbering isn't going to need to be important. Um, we've had routine charts where it's just up to my son to pick what he wants to do next. And there's power and control in that. So Mm -hmm. it might be helpful for Ethan. Although the first thing is always going to be, we got to turn off the TV. 
Yeah, that that's a good idea. And maybe mm-hmm. he wants to eat breakfast and get dressed and then play, right? And then you get right. to say, wow, we have to leave at 7.30. I'm noticing the clock, you know, and you get to talk about the clock and you could put a little sticker where that big hand is at 7.30 to help him know that time is moving because that's not a concept that he has. No, five minutes feels like forever to him. Right. So Mm -hmm. offering up as much power and control as you can to him while still holding the structure of we have this amount of time. And, and there, it will be exciting and helpful at first. And then he'll push the limits because that's what they do. And that's what we want them to do. Cause that's brain development. And you get to practice compassion and loving firmness and really <laughs> biting it into your body so that you can say, let's look at the chart. Or you can say, yeah, I know I'm so upset that we don't get to have playtime today. Do you want to take out a game? And when we get home tonight, it can be the game that we play later. And you might not like that and he might kick and scream and you just, you know, basically what happens is they get overwhelmed with emotion that they can't handle. They only have so much self-regulation skills. And so timeouts are basically punishment for not being able to handle the flood of emotion that's happening in a little body. Yeah. And so thinking about what are the missing skills? So disappointment is a tough thing for him to live with. Noticing in the books that you read, noticing in the shows that you watch when somebody's disappointed and they handle it well. Wow, I bet that was really hard, right? And having conversations yeah. around that and help or in your play, if you're playing make-believe and you're, I know you guys love Star Wars. So maybe, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Chewie's feeling disappointed about something and, you know, and you get to talk about that. Wow. Do you think Chewie should throw a big fit or, you know, <laughs> or what could he so that's do? That's a good feeling. Himself? Yeah. We haven't labeled, we haven't labeled that feeling yet. I mean, he's really good at identifying all his feelings, but I don't think we have really talked about disappointment yet. And yeah. I think that's because he's often not disappointed. <laughs> well, and disappointment, you know, can very quickly move into anger. Yeah. Disappointment feels very powerless. You're it's mm-hmm. same with like sadness and embarrassment. That's why we tip when we're hurting, we typically move into anger because that feels mm-hmm. power. Like you can do something with anger. You can shout, you can kick and scream and hit, right? You can cause a ruckus with anger. Disappointment, it's kind of a weak feeling emotion. So it's it's understandable that so many of us move into anger from there or blame, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or blame. Okay. This is good. I think this is all good. I think even more than all of this, just a reminder for me to, I, I intellectualize a lot in my life and I think I intellectualize positive discipline even too and <laughs> keeping it in my, in my body and yeah. reminding my body what it feels like to be loving and kind and firm and all the things I want to be will, um, actually probably be the most powerful tool. (laughs) Right. And you know, that's really important what you said. And I want to make sure everybody heard that is that positive discipline comes with amazing tools for doing things with our kids and building relationship and building connection. But the single most important thing about positive discipline is, is our practice and our way of being and our way of showing up in relationship with our kids, because that's when all of those tools actually become available and helpful. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I have yeah. a question. I have, I have a sure. question. Will you put a picture of your routine chart in the live in love with joyful courage, Facebook group page? Yes. All Let's right. Do that. Everybody heard Let's that. Do it. Committed. 
I'm committed. Wow. Talk about holding me accountable. <laughs> there you go, sister. <laughs> I can do that and I've got it all. I'm going to talk to him this weekend and talk about disappointment and take some pictures. And uh, Great. And don't talk too much. Start. Let him do more talking than you're talking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ask questions. That one's tough to he talks a lot. That's this kid. <laughs> a Sounds like battle. he's just like his mom. <laughs> he, he, that's what daddy says. <laughs> All right, Stephanie. Thank you okay. again so much for the gift of being on and letting us work out this struggle. And I'm excited to hear about what happens. Thank you. Thank you so much, Casey. This was fun. Yeah. And good and helpful. I feel so grateful to the parents that trust me to be a guide and a listener to them. Um, Thank you again, Stephanie. I know you're out there listening. This was really powerful, and I know that it was really helpful to a lot of you listeners. So we are going to keep an eye out for that routine chart that Steph's going to post on the Live and Love with Joyful Courage page, and I'm just going to give one more request that, again, you consider being a part of this live parent coaching. I would love to focus in on your problem and your challenge and your struggle and play with it and puzzle it out and listen to you and help you find your own inner wisdom about how to show up as the parent that you want to be. So with that, we will resume to our regular scheduled podcast next Tuesday. Um, Thank you for joining me for this extra bonus episode and uh, we'll talk soon. Have a great weekend. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.